Welcome to the GateWorld Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 116 of the GateWorld Podcast. I'm Darren. I'm David. And this is the show where two nerds talk about Stargate. This week it's open line night. We have no topic in particular, but we're going to talk about a little bit of everything Stargate related. We're opening up the mic, we're opening up the voicemail lines, and we have lots of calls to get through tonight. But first, David, how are you doing? I am doing. How are you doing? I haven't talked to you for a while. It's been two weeks. Lots of mail this week. Almost two dozen pieces, I think. Really surprised, really surprised. We've just been getting a slew of them ever since uh, ever since the show got canceled. So um, Usually we slow down with the podcast during the, the hiatus when the show is not airing. There's not a whole lot for us to talk about, so we, we've been recording like every other week, mm-hmm. uh, which is still could be a lot, but we've been getting so much voicemail that it's just been piling up because, I mean, you guys who are listening are obviously thinking the, the hamster wheels in your brains are turning. There's all kinds of stuff going on. As we'll hear in the voicemail today, some people are still just finding out about the cancellation of Stargate Universe for the first time. How's that possible? Now in February. I guess it is. It's just, you know, people are people are trickling back, beginning to look for the... I guess people are beginning to look for the show, beginning to look for when it's going to return, and they're finding out that this last ten are it. I think that that's what's happening. Yeah, so we're getting a, a steady stream of, of new folks who are saying, oh my gosh... So. It's probably going to be more and more, don't you think, as soon as the show comes back and sci-fi maybe starts advertising it as like the final episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are going to be Googling that. They're going to be finding GateWorld. So a little bit of Stargate news right off the top of the show is we do have a premiere date now for the back half of the season. Still waiting for the 110% confirmation from Sci-Fi Channel because mm. there's some cl- conflicting info out there as of the time that we record this. But they're saying that the show is going to come back with episode 11, Deliverance, for season two, on Monday, March 7th. And that's about a month earlier than we thought it was going to be. Mm. Are they going to run them straight through? They're going to run them straight through, yeah. Um, there's ten more episodes left. Um, what excites me most is that they're, they're moving the show to Monday, and they're pairing it with another show, um, Being Human, which is, has had a successful launch since January. But uh, not that it's necessarily going to matter. Awesome ratings is not going to mean that the show is going to be suddenly renewed from the grave. I've talking. But, I've been talking with Diana Botsford, and she says that uh, the show is going okay, to. Okay, so a theory. She's going. To, the, she says that the show is going to air against Castle, uh, which has Nathan Fillion, and Castle has twelve million oh, viewers right now. Right? So that does not bode well. Well, that's. I mean, she Nathan thinks Fillion that they're has to a fail. sci-fi draw. Yeah. Being the star of Firefly. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you've always, you're going to go up against something. If you're not airing on Friday nights, then the networks are going to have something. Yeah, that's uh, true. And if it's not Castle, it's 12 million, then it's going to be NCIS Los Angeles with 16 million. Yeah. So, or Dancing with the Stars with another 16 million. Yeah. I'm not saying that a Monday night time slot is, is great. I'm not saying it's awesome. But Tuesday was such a colossal failure, and yeah. sci fi, I think, canceled the show without admitting that Tuesday was a failure, without trying another night. And seeing if it got, you know, 1.3 or 1.5 million. Instead I don't of think they million. wanted to try another night. You know, otherwise I think they would have given it a shot. Otherwise I think they would have ordered a 10 episode season, and they weren't interested. 
I think that would have been the way to go. I would have been happy with a ten episode th- third season that that allowed them to wrap up the show. You know, that would sure. have allowed them to do ten really strong episodes. Uh, granted, a lot of data thrown in there compared to the the, the first forty, but it just didn't feel like it. Yeah. It just didn't feel like but it. Let and now us we're going to be left the Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see what these ratings are uh, when the show does air on Mondays. Um, I don't expect him to be hugely better than what the show was doing on Tuesday. It's probably not going to be a million and a half, but I think it's going to be better than Tuesday. And and I would really take that as sort of a vindication of, of sci-fi just made this decision without really programming the show very well. So as much as people might take issues with the show, and hey, the show had issues, I think. Um, oh, yeah. I think that sci-fi programming was just as much to blame for this cancellation. So you ready to get into the voicemail? Let's see what some people are talking about, our peeps. Hi, Gateworld. This is Patrick calling in from Germany. I would like to use this special opportunity of you guys having Mrs. Diane Turnshack on the show again to bring up an idea that was raised during a discussion on a German Stargate fan site. Um, what we were wondering was how long Destiny could potentially hide from enemies inside the sun, and if it would be possible for the ship to remain inside the sun for an infinite amount of time if it was drawing energy from it at the same time, in order to replenish the shields for heat protection, of course. We came to the conclusion that at some point the let's say, energy drawing machine, would overheat or something, but of course we're no professionals in that regard. It would be nice if you could address this question in your next podcast. Thanks a lot, and keep up the great work. Patrick, great question, and I'm sorry that you missed the science show that we had with Diane. Uh, I hope you did tune in and listen. So, this is an awesome question. If Destiny goes inside of a star to repower, can it stay in there indefinitely? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Diana would, Diane would probably say something about getting the excess heat off the ship in that time. If there was some kind of some kind of method that Destiny had to transfer the heat off of the hull and, and put it somewhere, they could probably do that. I mean, but e- even she said in, in our first podcast discussion that, you know, Destiny going into a star, you know, if it's made of any kind of metal alloy that we know of, you know, it, it could not resist that heat. It couldn't resist it. Yeah, it's all about how awesome those shields are. Yeah, it's really a sci-fi conceit. It's it's an it's an awesome and spectacular sci-fi conceit. Yeah, and I would like to think that I mean we're going in and we're lowering down our Bussard collectors and <laughs> grabbing plasma and recharging the batteries. I love the fact that you laugh every time I say that. Well, it's, um, it, you're you're using the correct terminology from another universe. <laughs> from another universe from Star Trek. Um, I have to think that when it's collecting that energy sort of in plasma form, that it takes the ship some time to convert that in its systems to be able to then turn around and use it to power the shields. So I would think that you can't stay in a star indefinitely because at some point that lag time of converting the energy has to catch up. Mm-hmm. And you might burn out the batteries if you tried. You might you might kill them and mm-hmm. then then you're then you're really hosed then you can't get out of there. Yeah, so theoretically possible, but you know, like a Stargate has to shut down after 38 minutes, like it or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe Destiny just has to leave the star. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Avi from Chicago. Hi, this is Avi from Chicago. Um, I want to disagree with you guys from last week. You guys said that uh, the um, the the imagery that the you know, people that Rush is seeing while he's in the bridge by himself, uh, that those are the um, those are the projections of the Destiny AI um, for Ru- into Rush and helping Rush. 
along the way. I think it's much more likely that they're either Russia's subconscious or Rush has a bit of, is a bit of schizophrenic, and that he's seeing he's seeing people um, that aren't there. Um, we there's no evidence in the show to say that Rush has been seeing the AI. You know, the only times we know we know about Destiny interacting directly with with people were through Colonel Young's dreams, and then it's alluded to in the dialogue that TJ's, dream, TJ's dreams must have also been the computer's AI. But never do we hear about anyone who's uh, who's awake um, actually undergoing um, in any connection with the AI. Um, furthermore, it's a pretty common uh, plot device in sci-fi, but for that matter, in many TV in general, for when someone is going is going through a dilemma and they're doing it by themselves, that they uh, that they see and discuss it with um, you know imaginary images um, who are either who are aspects of their subconscious and TV and TV producers don't differentiate to us that that often that that's a non-existent person. So we talked about this at length with. Diane, about uh, projections into your brain um, from Destiny. And I'm still hoping that maybe Franklin is a projection of the ship and Gloria is a manifestation of Russia's personality. And I hope that in the back half of the season that, that question gets answered. Those two sort of manifestations do come back. I think that's almost guaranteed. That's a, this is a big thing that's been happening this year. I think this year has been a lot about Destiny inside of our heads. And that's I, I have a feeling that that's one of the arcs of season two and not an arc of the series. I, I think it was definitely mm-hmm. intended to play in the rest of the show, but I, I really think that those questions will be answered before, um, before this whole thing winds down the destiny background radiation, not so drop. much, but this thing. Yeah, exactly. Avi, I give you all the props for, for the analysis here. I, I think he's right. I don't think that there's necessarily any evidence that, that he's seeing the AI, but maybe he's just, these are, these guys are manifestations of his brain that he's working through his inner dialogue. Has anybody awake seen, experienced the AI this way? I don't believe so. Because we do get the impression with Young in Trial and Error that it's every time that he starts to nod off that he has one of these visions. Mm -hmm. I was beginning to think back on the ticks from last season where people were seeing visions. And I was beginning to, I I, I forgot at first that that those were the ticks. And I was thinking that Matt seeing Matthew and Chloe seeing her father you know, actually was mm. a was a manifestation of destiny, but that didn't add up because they were basically tormenting them. Definitely Matt with his son, mm-hmm. and the the tick was we they they figured out that the tick was responsible. So, but um, right. that was kind of in my mind for a little bit there. Hi, this is Ian from Saskatchewan. First of all, I want to say how saddened I am that SG never found a Tuesday evening audience in the U.S. If I lived there, I would have made a strong effort not to miss a Tuesday, but I'm still glad that it aired on Friday nights on space. I may be wrong, but I think you mentioned on the SGU cancellation show an idea about theories for the next incarnation of the Stargate idea. Mine would be this. Since you said a few years ago that with all the technological advances that have been made throughout the series, Stargate no longer appears to take place in the current time, but exists in the the near future. Therefore, 
I think the next series should take place about 15 to 20 years in, into the future. This will leave room for movies to be made without necessarily causing problems with continuity. It should be made known in the show that about 5 to 10 years in the past, the Stargate program was made public. I don't know what the new series would follow, maybe a colony of humans from Earth, or possibly a new incarnation of the military-run SGC. With the story that SGU has been telling, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to make the Lucian Alliance into the main bad guys, if they need a prolonged external threat, that is. Thanks for the great show. I look forward to seeing the back half of Season 2 and hearing you guys talk about it. Hopefully the powers that be are able to make a deal to keep SGU going on in some form in the future. I'm Luca from uh, Tampa, Florida. I enjoyed all the Stargate saga, and um, I enjoy uh, Stargate Universe. But one thing, the problem I have with it is actually there's a lot of commercials in the show, and sometimes you actually, uh, you don't know what are you lo- actually in the show. It's it's losing touch. It's it's losing me. So I am addicted to the show. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> And it should be turned back on Friday, not on Tuesday, because it's actually competing with other shows, other network shows. That's the reason you have a low rating. Please put it back on Friday, okay? Because if you cancel it, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because then a lot of my friends, we actually, you know, we actually meet together and watch the show. Please do not. And there's, the show has a lot of followers, okay? Please do not. Okay, I'm a sci-fi buff. Please do not cancel the show. Give the show a chance. Okay, and get new, better writers. Okay, writers who used to write uh, SD1 Atlantis. Because this show seems to be you trying to be like uh, 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 the show called The 24. It seems the writers is not actually able to to write similar like uh, uh, 24. Hi, my name is Julian, and I'm calling from Northridge, California. I've long been a Stargate fan for many years, and currently I would say that it's going on to my 13th year of being a fan of the Stargate franchise. The Stargate franchise and I have a really, if anything, with what other supporters and fans out there have in common, it's that we grew up with Stargate, and we lived with it, and we went through it meaning it's part of our life. And to suddenly see such a great show with such a good story, with really good actors, with a good storyline, suddenly disappear because Sci-Fi decides that the ratings weren't good enough, which, by the way, the ratings that Sci-Fi announced are not accurate whatsoever, and the sources are could be found on different websites. It's completely unjustifiable because... One, with internet being a really big thing nowadays, sci-fi is not taking into consideration of how many people actually watch sci-fi, watch Target episodes online. And they're only taking into consideration of the ratings of what people are watching through television. And that itself shouldn't be a means or a decision-making point to cancel a show. That's pretty much my opinion, and I hope my point is clear and thorough. But anyways, I will continue to support Stargate whatever I can by offering additional money if uh, if it's possible. I will continue watching reruns. I will continue 
supporting Gateward, and etc. Long live Stargate. Thanks, guys, for those voicemails. Julian suggests that sci-fi doesn't account for online viewing. So it doesn't cancellation. It doesn't really have to. I mean, sci-fi is in business to make advertising revenue to continue to pump out new programming. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. how it works. You must have one without the other. I mean, you can't you can't be the U.S. government and keep on printing money. It doesn't it doesn't ultimately work. <laughs> you will you will collapse. You will go out of business. Um, uh, Those sci-fi bailouts. Yeah, sci-fi sci-fi needs a bailout. <laughs> so, you know, they they depend on that in order to keep their doors open. And that's just that's how any business works. And I think we ought to be thankful for it because it's allowed us 10, 11 now great seasons of, uh, of Stargate television on their network. That doesn't mean that I'm not disappointed that Atlantis was canceled or that SGU was canceled. It's just that that's, you know, but getting, getting back to the question, you know, they don't need to, or the point rather, they don't, they don't need to look at online programming to see how well the show's doing. That's, that's kind of an MGM thing. Like how, how popular is the show? Yeah, because MGM actually owns Stargate and owns SGU, so they're the ones who need to be convinced that there is sort of a large worldwide audience who watches the show in lots of different ways. For Sci-Fi Channel, the U.S. network uh, that that pays a huge portion of, of the show's budget with their licensing fee, really what they're concerned about is how much money can they make from the commercials that they sell for people who watch on the Sci-Fi Channel. So in that respect, they don't have to ca- account for all the online viewing. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of a that- shame that... That the system, I mean, that the television system isn't isn't funded in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. But that's what they look at to say, okay, do we want to do another year of this? You know, is is yeah. it worth and bringing it back, or can we can we do better by by trying something else in its place? Yeah, which is ultimately the 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 measure for for cancellation of any show on any network is can we spend this money someplace else and get better ratings with a different show? You know, try something new. And, you know, in all fairness, Craig Engler is uh, tweeting for Sci-Fi Channel on Twitter under uh, the Sci-Fi handle. And one of the things that he said uh, in the last couple of months since the cancellation is one of Sci-Fi's programming strategies is to sort of, uh, to a degree, allow the, the shows that do really well to sort of lift the shows that don't do so well. So a show that's, that's less expensive, that gets great ratings can sort of help to balance out a show like SGU that is pretty expensive uh, and doesn't get the numbers. Uh, I.e., some point, wrestling can balance at, out SGU. I mean, Michael Henman's been saying that. Wrestling kind of can can pay for Caprica or for SGU it can. to a degree. Yeah, it really can because but it brings at some in huge point, numbers. Yeah, but, but at some point, you know, a show like SGU falls below the, the threshold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it and, gets cut. And Sci-Fi decides that it has to cut it uh, and spend the money elsewhere. Now, my concern with sci-fi, and I think this is true of a lot of people who have called the show, is, you know, what does the network look like? It's it's dealing with brand issues right now. Having cut Caprica and SGU back-to-back, two of its its strongest, really its only serious dramas uh, before being human premiered, uh, it's it's got a, an issue of it needs, it needs to have lots of different kinds of shows. It needs to have drama. It needs to have... Yep, apparently it thinks needs to have reality to sort of you know uh, broaden its portfolio a bit. Mm-hmm. So 
Ever since you it's know, gone to have... SYFY, it's, it seems to have had an identity crisis. You know, what are they going for? What are they trying to say with their station? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Well, so many of us have enjoyed the, sh- the network for the last, what, they must be coming up on 15 or 20 years they've been around. Yeah, it's been around for a while. I was really little plus. when it started. So many of us have enjoyed Sci-Fi Channel for so many years because it was a, a network dedicated to our genre, right? I mean, this was mm-hmm. they were showing science fiction, and they were creating new science fiction. They were creating Farscape and, mm-hmm. and Poltergeist the Legacy back uh, in the they day. They didn't create um, that, but they just they, they got it from Showtime, yeah. Oh, they bought that one from Showtime, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, that's, it's, um, we're just concerned about where the network is going because it's kind of hard to find good, pure science fiction anymore. Let's see what Patrick has to say. Hi, uh, my name is Patrick. Uh, I reside in Jacksonville, Florida. I wanted, you know, the, this is for you guys to explore more of the ship and come up with stuff like, hey, we found a medical facility, all right? Have, you know, the as a repair more parts of the ship, they open them up and they find whatever it is, all right? Uh, you guys cannot do that, all right? And here's the deal. I'm looking at your website right now, and I'm looking at a list of shows, okay? Um, the only one that I'm able to even remotely watch anymore since Battlestar Galactica is gone uh, is uh, Sanctuary because it's got Amanda, uh, what's her name from, from Stargate, all right? Uh and I'm, you know, I, I don't mind that one. It, it's uh, I've been trying to watch it because since I can't watch Stargate, all right. But pretty much the rest of the Caprica I was watching, but you guys, you know, taking that off also. Uh, so it doesn't leave much room for us. I mean, for people like myself that are in the computer technology field, all right. Has been studying computers all my life. That's that's what we breathe and we love. All right, robotic technology, stuff like that. All right, you guys cannot, you need to have a good soup in there, you know, a good mixture. All right, if you take that away, then you're going to lose a lot of eyeballs uh, pretty soon. And, uh, and like, if you read the forums, you need to read the forums, people. All right, you're going to see that you're you're going to start losing a lot of eyeballs. And... So if SGU is gone, then I'm going to be calling um, my satellite uh, people, and I'm going to tell them that I want sci-fi off my list. I do not want to pay for it anymore. Hi, uh, my name's Ollie. Um, I just wanted to call up and talk about the uh, cancellation of Stargate Universe. Um, I'm calling from Sydney, Australia. Um, what I think of it is the networks always think about money, and if I was in that same business, I would think about, you know, I'd have the passion for the shows, not just the money. And quite frankly, there's not enough sci-fi shows on these days. They're getting more fantasy and and stuff like that. And when you've got a show like Stargate Universe, which is very, you know, it's very good character-based, and, you know, it feels very realistic. And I've been a Stargate fan from the very beginning, from right from the movie, and I just like to say that them cancelling it because they're not making back the dollars that they want, I think that's pretty pretty sad because you're never going to get 100% of the audience on any show whatsoever. But the fact is, 
there is a fan base for Stargate Universe, and if these producers and writers have come out and said, we have a, sh- a show that's a five-year-long story, I think the network should give them a go and let them finish that story because I would hate to start a job that I never got to finish because because someone who is, you know isn't the the customer or the viewer or the person who's who it's actually for. I just think that they make it a lost cause and it makes it a waste of time for these writers and producers who do a fantastic job writing a brilliant show like this. And we, it's the type of show that we need on TV right now because other than that, there's nothing on. And reality shows have been done to death. I mean, and not to mention reality shows aren't really reality shows anymore anyway. And I'd have nothing to watch on TV as well as, you know, a million other people. So I think Stargate Universe is definitely a show that should stay on the air and finish when the writers and producers finish their story because we everyone wants to see how it ends hey guys this is Billy calling from South Carolina I'm 14 years old and I have been a Stargate fan since the movie um I was calling uh, to actually ask you guys a question um this question kind of goes back to season one it's about the chair interface room and as far as I know from Stargate, in the pilot of Stargate Universe, Rush says specifically that Destiny is hundreds of thousands of years, o- years old, which means that Atlantis was built before Destiny. And Atlantis uses, excuse me, Atlantis uses um, ancient DNA, the ancient gene, to activate most Atlantis systems. So activate the chair, why does it have to interface with you instead of just using the ancient gene? And if this is true about the Stargate timeline, that Destiny was launched after Atlantis, how come none of the technology involves the ancient gene? Um, I also um, have an idea for another podcast you could do. Um, currently writing my own Stargate virtual series, and I'm almost done, and I'd love it if you guys could maybe review it over your podcast one day and maybe post it on your website. Billy brings up a classic uh, dilemma from season one where Rush said that Destiny is hundreds of thousands of years old. He later said, I think Mm -hmm. in season one as well, that uh, Destiny predates uh, the ancient technology activation gene. So, which yeah, I think made he his... said it specifically of the chair technology. Yeah, that it predates the gene interface. Yeah, that's not going to be that's not going to be the case for that. I think I think it's been made pretty clear uh, now that um, that hundreds of thousands really fall short. That Destiny is older than Atlantis. Um, but yeah, if if you are a stickler for for what the characters say, then that is definitely yeah that definitely can still be argued. But didn't someone raise it? Uh, a point more recently that someone has said like a million hasn't someone used the word million years um i think volker has said something like give or take a million mm-hmm. destiny's like give or take a million years old but yeah it's mm-hmm. still far short of what it should be mm-hmm. uh, we know that atlantis is at three least to 50. three to five million when it was when it was leaving earth in rising the pilot of atlantis at that several time it was already years several million years old 
so yeah, Billy, you found uh, the age-old question of how old is the destiny? And if you listen to the season one podcast that we did on SGU, that problem comes up an awful lot. That the only way they'll resolve it is with a, a flashback that opens with 200 million years ago and we see Destiny being launched. <laughs> I'm still hopeful that we'll see that. I'm still hopeful. Well, I, so much I would about like to see that. This, yeah, so much about the season is, is tracking Destiny's mission and the ancients set it out to, to find this you know, source of the cosmic background radiation, fingerprints. That seems to be a great occasion for, for a character to say, you know what, Destiny's actually way older than we said it was. Yeah, all it takes is one line of dialogue, and they haven't they haven't done it yet, which is a real trip. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's get going. Hi, my name is Fred. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I suspected as much that Stargate Universe had been canceled just because of the uh, duration of the break uh, here in the mid-second season, but um, just found out, <clears throat> just decided to do a search, and, and uh, I actually work in the television business. And uh, I'm an editor, and I understand the financial issues, but the uh, current incarnation of the Stargate franchise is also, in my opinion, the best one. Um, you know, I consider 2001 and, and Blade Runner the best science fiction movies ever. <clears throat> so, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of typical uh, <laughs> whenever I really find a show that I like, and I think that they're doing a good work. Um, it gets canceled. I think if uh, Sci-Fi Channel and the executives would stick with it for another couple of seasons, that it would pick up momentum and end up being a very successful show. Um, complimenting, you know, Eureka and Where I Was 13, shows like that that have uh, kind of a tongue-in-cheek sense of humor about them. But anyway... I like the show. I'm really sorry to see that it's canceled. I hope that similar to Firefly uh, and the movie Serenity that came out uh, to respond to the fans' concerns, that at least something like that occurs. But uh, anything I can do to keep the show going, I would be glad to do it. I think they did the the whole idea of resurrecting the Stargate as a storytelling device after the movie kind of fell flat originally is is has been something that I've always thought was was ingenious, and they've gotten a lot of mileage out of it. <clears throat> so I hope they can continue to do so. Uh, Hi, it's Vilde from originally from Finland, but now living in the UK, and uh, just giving you a hint about the Stargate universe. Thing is that the Stargate SG-1. It was a good show, really loads of action. Action sells the people. Then we had Stargate Atlantis. When action got a little bit less, we had a good bot line in there, like SG-1 as well. But then we get SG Universe. It is only a soap opera. No action. Action is forgotten. And the thing is that when you forget the action, you lose the viewers. That's the basic thing. Viewers comes with your action. If, if you look, you, you forget the stockade on the background. SG Universe, it's a, a star opera. It's not anymore 
like SG1 was action. Uh, just to give me a hint why SGU was cancelled, thing is that SG1, one episode, you could enjoy that one. You don't have to know the all of the background story, which is great. Same thing with Stargate Atlantis. One episode, you can actually enjoy it. Don't have to know all the story behind it. ST Universe, you actually have to see every episode to keep up with it. And that's the problem why STU was cancelled, why the ratings were low on STU. Hey, this is Steven from Pompano Beach, Florida. In reference to Stargate STU, along with the other Stargate franchises that were cancelled off of sci-fi, I knew things were going to go bad with sci-fi as soon as they changed their call sign. I think it's just ridiculous the way they canceled uh, Atlantis. Really ridiculous on what they did with SGU. I mean, they put wrestling on there, and this is not ESPN. If I want to watch sports, I'll watch ESPN. I guess plenty of sports channels, but sci-fi is supposed to be for science fiction, not wrestling, not lucha libre. My thing is that they're just they're, they're taking it, and they're going to end up going the same way as... Uh, Fox Reality Channel, they're going to be extinct soon if they keep going this way. It's just nonsense on what they're doing. Unfortunately, I also know the ratings, and due to wrestling, gets a high amount of ratings compared to SG fans. SG fans have to unite, and we have to get it back on the air and then show them we want it, show them that the ratings are there. I know some people were disgusted with the reason why Atlantis was canceled. They need to turn around, and they need to, you know, Forget about that. Let's get SCU back on the on the on TV, and then everybody show the ratings and show them they can phone numbers of over three million. And there are over three million Stargate fans, and there are probably more. But a lot of us were disgusted the way they did Atlantis, even though I did give SCU a try and started watching it. But there are a lot of people who didn't. Hi, I'm Joseph. I'm from the Bronx, New York, and I think it's a travesty that they're going to cancel a Stargate franchise show. On a cliffhanger, if that's if I'm reading correctly, this is going to be the first time in over a decade that they're not going to have a Stargate on the new Sci-Fi Channel, if you want to still call it that. But I'm just thinking they could have had somebody else take it over or something. Is uh, my question is, do you think a third-person party can come back and uh, start the franchise on another channel, or even buy up the Sci-Fi Channel because? It's not really going good for them right now in the new decade. Is that what we need, somebody to buy the Sci-Fi channel? Uh, that would be nice. But, I mean, if Sci-Fi is under the umbrella of NBC Universal, so that's a pretty big, uh, that's a pretty big company. Yeah, you know, one of the, the, the finest ways to ensure that you come back in some form or another is to, uh, is to put a cliffhanger on the end of your show. You know, a, a lot of programming has done it. Uh, some with uh, success and some without. You know, Farscape ended with a huge cliffhanger, and I, I think uh, even though they were guaranteed a season five, even if they hadn't ended that season with a um, cliffhanger, I don't think you would have seen Peacekeeper Wars because the cliffhanger yeah. was so outrageous that it demanded to be yeah. resolved. And I think that's the yeah. game that you play w- with your network. You know, Make the cliffhanger so outrageous that the fans will demand a resolution. Well, it's the risk that you run that you'll be able to put together the financing to give resolution to the story in some way, uh, which is what MGM is working on right now, we know. 
with Farscape. They heard, they were filming the last episode when they heard that they were not actually going to come back for season five. So the producers decided to leave that to be continued on the last frame. Um, they decided to say Sci-Fi Channel has cut us off, but this is not the end of the story. I think it's, apparently Stargate's doing the same to, yeah, to one degree or another. It's it's job security. You know, it is the job security of of the Hollywood world, and there, there's not there's nothing wrong with that. It's just really damned irritating. Yeah, kind of. The show doesn't come back, so <laughs> it's just yeah. I mean, it's job regard. security in the sense that this thing is not going to air for you know six months after the decision's already been made to bring the show back. But yeah, it's this. It's this. I saw Joe Malazzi on his blog within the last couple of weeks said basically the dilemma is if you tie everything up at the end of the season and you get renewed then there's less motivation for the viewer to come back for your next season. If you leave it on a cliffhanger, and obviously you run the risk of being canceled and, and sort of leaving fans and, and the story out to dry. But I don't think that's been successful. I don't think there has been a lot of motivation for people to come back. They, the, the, tr- the numbers for SGU were not happening. They, they didn't happen. People, people weren't returning, um, at least not on the sci-fi channel. Yeah, SGU aside, maybe, what do you think about this idea of moving the franchise to another network? I'd be all for it if they could do it. I just don't see what other network would be more compatible with it than Sci-Fi Channel. It's Sci-Fi, man. Imagine greater. I'm imagining. Gotta put some Stargate movies on at least. If they're not going to have shows, some kind of Stargate movies. The Stargate universe, they had some problems in there. And they're and they're making, but they had some really good episodes actually, and some really awful ones. But the thing is, if you could put Stargate back, bring it back to a show or uh, SG One, Atlantis, you can just throw them into movies. I mean, it's crazy how they they want to decide what cut what gets cut and what gets to stay, and uh, everything is changed over to the internet. I mean, you might as well forget ratings from television because it's just not. It's not there. People watch everything online nowadays. But um, Stargate, it needs to come back. Some shows, something, movies, something. They have got to find a better way to make their advertising and make their money. Hi, good afternoon. This is Robert calling from Reno. And I just read that um, Stargate Universe had been canceled. And I, I just, for the love of my, love of me, I can't figure out, um, you know, what sci-fi is doing. You know, this has got to be one of the uh, the best um, Stargate series that's, you know, been on since their inception. Um, and I can't figure out why you cancel it. You know, it's just almost, it seems like the, uh, you know, sci-fi and other channels that are, you know, have good movies are just floundering. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know what people want. They have absolutely no idea. Personally, there's nothing else I can watch on sci-fi right now. You know, the the, the programs are, you know, just uh, just don't even live up to you know the Stargate franchise. Um, as an avid, um, um, you know, sci-fi watcher of uh, science fiction. Um, when Stargate goes away, there's no reason for me to watch sci- you know, sci-fi at all. Thanks, guys, for those voicemails. Now, the next set of voicemails that's coming up here, David, uh, is, is people sort of talking about what's next. There's been some buzz on Joe's blog about uh, what Brad might 
be cooking up for us. He made some sort of uh, vague reference to the fact that that Brad is is trying to come up with a way to, mm-hmm. to finish off the SGU story and also a little something for SG1 mm-hmm. and Atlantis fans as well. And everybody's going, hmm, what could that mean? Hmm, a little something, something. So we're thinking about the future, the uh, the movie or maybe movies that might or might not come to pass. Hey, guys, it's Chris calling from Chicago, Illinois. And I just have some thoughts. I know that you guys have already discussed this, but, um, you know, there's three parts that I kind of want to talk about. Um, so hopefully this won't be too long for you guys to listen to. But um, if I wasn't mistaken, one of the goals of the uh, Stargate Universe show was to try to capture the younger audience and i was kind of wondering did it ever actually do that did they did they notice that a younger audience was starting to watch it and also um i kind of wonder if stargate universe was doomed to be canceled before even launched because for three seasons stargate su1 passed it off to stargate atlantis so at the end of the su1 episode you went to an atlantis episode and so for those of us that wanted more we got it but now uh, Stargate Atlantis got canceled, and SGU was just kind of thrown out there on its own. They said, okay, go make it happen. We're going to give you an entire new cast. And so one of the things that I enjoyed about watching Stargate Atlantis was that the SG-1 and SGA crossovers were really cool. And it seemed like you know they were both making references to each other, and sometimes the SG-1 cast would go on the Stargate Atlantis cast. And it was just really cool to, to see, and I really enjoyed that part of it, and I would have loved to have seen more of it. Um, and would have loved to have seen that, uh, you know, something like that along with Stargate Universe. But, alas, it was canceled, so, you know, all we can do is kind of speculate as to maybe that happened or didn't happen. But I was also kind of wondering, um, for the next episode, can you guys talk about the spaces? Um, I noticed that a lot of sci-fi, sci-fi series and shows and movies, one of the ways that we get from point A to point B in space is by going into, like, a deep sleep, like a stasis type of thing. And I don't know if Stargate Universe was the first show to ever actually have the aliens go that way too where it felt like they were in a stasis pod to also go from point A to point B or for whatever their purpose is and you know we, the Ursini we really didn't know uh, all that much about too much about their purpose but um, I would like to know everybody's thoughts on that and is it something that's possible is that something that maybe we could accomplish or because I know that, that the farther away from Earth that you travel time actually goes by faster or slower than Earth itself so I was just kind of wondering, if you go into, like, a deep sleep, is it possible for us to be able to travel that far? And what are the um, the scientific elements of being able to do that? I mean, can the human body handle something like that? And what would need to happen? Um, and the final thing that I was wondering if we could talk about is I would love to have an episode or have you guys do a podcast about, you know, what the fourth series of Stargate could be if there was going to be one. And also, what other series could possibly come from um, maybe the Stargate writers or some other writers that would be able to capture the Stargate audience. Caprica tried, um, you know, I don't think that it was very successful. I didn't really enjoy watching Caprica until the end of it. Um, you know, I think the next episodes that are come out are really exciting, and I really enjoyed watching those, but I, I just think it took too long to build up to them. The new series coming out that they have sounds really exciting, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that. But, I mean, is there anything else beyond that you guys can think that they could do? And I know personally for a fourth series of Stargate, I would love to kind of see like an, a Stargate Command series because now that you've had three franchise, three um, Stargate series go, you know, there's so many possibilities with that because now there's the, the SG-1 teams that are still going on exploring. There's the Lucian Alliance that are coming to attack Earth. There's the um, Mars base that, uh, you know, we've heard a little bit about, but we haven't heard that much about. There's the, there's the, 
the big Atlantis that's stuck on Earth. And, you know, I think it was a, uh, you guys have talked about a book that was being written about where it actually goes back um, to the other galaxy. So I was really kind of curious to know what your thoughts were on that. And it would be kind of cool to talk about that. Thanks, guys, for those voicemails. Now, David, what I hear in this is a lot of... Um, could we do like a super movie or could we do like a set of movies for SG-1, Atlantis, and Universe? Could we like grab some of the cast members from SG-1 and Atlantis and tell like a big epic story that sort of you know, concludes destiny while also paying off these, these uh, loose threads of Atlantis is sitting in San Francisco Bay and what's it doing? Mm-hmm. Is it going back to Pegasus? And mm-hmm. the Lucian Alliance is threatening to attack Earth and, and all these storylines that are still dangling. I think that it's unrealistic to do them all in one film. I really do. I mean, unless you're willing to cut out huge swaths of, of elements from each of the series. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice my golden calf. I um, think that SG-1, if, if I had to choose, I think that SG-1 should be done. I think it's now, been bottled up. I was thinking about up. this last night. I would love more, more SG-1 stories, and I would love more with you know, Rick and Amanda and Michael and Chris and Ben and Claudia continuum was such a great film and a great story and it'd be a great one to go out on yeah it'd be a great one it'd be a great one to finish on you know i think atlantis is 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 unresolved and dangling sg1 is not unresolved and dangling it's it's fine and universe is unresolved and dangling i would focus on those two shows because sg1 if something else happened we were in bonus land with sg1 when when it when it wrapped up you know and then we got arc of yeah that's right continuum and it felt great those stories are, are resolved and very satisfactory. To, to get anything more would just be icing. And right now, I'm, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the economy, and I'm looking at all these other factors, and I'm saying, okay, what can we do you know, to wrap this up or to create something new? And firstly, if I had to choose, I would, I would, I would want an SGU movie and then uh, an Atlantis movie. You know, th- mm-hmm. Those would be my priorities. What about you? If they could only make one movie... And they knew that the, the Atlantis standalone movie, Stargate Extinction, was just not going to happen. Then I would like some sort of element. Now, again, we're going to see a couple of Atlantis cast members before this season is done mm-hmm. in episode 15. So we'll get a little bit more information about what's going on with Atlantis, I think. We may, uh, depending on, I mean, but, let's hope it's not a flashback. <laughs> Have you thought of that? It may not be. No, may no not I don't be in think it will be. No, it's probably going to be like a, a throwaway line from Woolsey talking about how you know they're trying to get Atlantis back to Pegasus or something. So if they could only make one more movie, I would I would finish off the SGU story and try and at least through some dialogue like that talk about the fact that you know Atlantis went back to Pegasus. It would be a real travesty if we couldn't actually see that story. But again, I mean, we've talked about this. I don't know how to finish the Atlantis story without just genocide, wiping out the entire Wraith species. If we can get multiple movies, then, then yeah, I agree. Uh, SGU is an is a intense arc-based story that needs to be finished. Chris from Chicago had some other questions. Uh, number one, does SGU succeed in capturing that younger audience that they went for? I don't know that I have the stats to, to prove it one way or the other, but the discussion the 18 I've to seen 35 the demographic. Is that our our average viewership from Atlantis to SGU may have gone down a point or two, but beyond that, I mean, I don't know if it if it grabbed a bunch of younger viewers. What do you think about the use of stasis for long distance travel? Is that what the Ursini were doing? Were they trying to like cross distances with uh, having their stasis pods on their ships? Uh, I don't know if that was uh, what was really indicated. That, that may have just been their beds. Why do they have stasis you know? pods and their their rejuve? 
Well, it fed them and and watered them. <laughs> so they just maybe sleep in there for and that's, a week. That's and what they did. Back to work. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's there's no indication that it was. I mean, they certainly could use them for use them for long term. They're kind of like life pods in that way because they did with uh, the seed ship. I don't know if that's necessarily their primary purpose because the Ursini certainly seem to have ships that could travel faster than light. Mm-hmm. As to whether it's possible for us in real life, if the human body could handle that sort of. You know, as Chris says, this is kind of a sci-fi conceit that that a lot of shows and movies do this. You know, put our put our astronauts in in uh, some sort of suspended animation to get them to Mars or or Jupiter or wherever we're going. I think it would have to to defer to Diane on that and, and ask her that next time we have her back. Hello, this is Mike from Minnesota. Um, you guys have your open line night coming up here, and I had a couple of I had a suggestion, and that was to compare. Star Trek DS9 to Stargate Universe. Um, both are darker versions of their franchise. Um, for Star Trek, it was refreshing to see more realistic people, not the perfect human storylines that were almost Pollyannish and how they went about everybody doing ultimate good and all that stuff. Uh, for a prime example, they had one episode, Pegasus and uh, Next Generation, that showed Starfleet purposely breaking a treaty for this phase-shifting cloaking device where uh, the Pegasus ship uh, reappeared in the uh, middle of an asteroid. Way cool. It was fun. It showed the dark side of, of the franchise. It was, it was more realistic. Stargate, I thought they added a ton of depth to the characters. Um, I think character development-wise, we got more in one year than we got out of like five years on uh, SG-1. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of feedback and stuff. And I understand why people are frustrated. I mean, it's horrible. Uh, I mean, sci-fi setting themselves up to become the new Fox. They're looking for an equivalent of American Idol. And, oh, but they have SmackDown. Do they really think that this is going to get them where they need to go? I don't get it. I mean, because Warehouse 13, Eureka, um, even Sanctuary, they're fun, but they're not real sci-fi. I mean, Sanctuary is more of a fantasy than it is true science fiction and stuff. I don't know. I just don't see it going there. As far as another network, you're going to have to totally leave the now Comcast, NBC, Universal fold. So, I mean, that leaves automatically kicks out NBC, Sci-Fi, AMC, Court TV, MSNBC, USA. Uh, They have their fingers into A&E, History Channel, the Biography Channel, and National Geographic. Realistically, the only channels that really leaves that would kind of take this on is the TNT, FX, or maybe an outside chance at a CW. And I just don't see those channels being serious about taking it on either. It's possible TNT, but I don't know. Mike, DS9 versus SGU, I think you're right. Uh, um, for starters, obviously they're both the darker versions of their, their respective franchises. They've got characters that are a little gritty, a little bit... Uh, you know, they're willing to punch each other, frankly. They're willing to get in fights, which is something that Gene Roddenberry didn't want to see on the Enterprise. Unless they were overcome with some sort of psychotropic agent. Yeah, we did our Star Trek versus Stargate show a while ago, and maybe once SGU is all said and done, it'd be nice to go back and revisit it, specifically with an eye towards DS9 and SGU as the darker mm-hmm. incarnations. And you, had, you had a character in DS9 who was literally a thief. So he was he was one of the he was a swindler. He was one of the one of the primary cast. And, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of that show, certainly the actor's opinion was that he was no longer a swindler. Mm. 
Hey guys, long time no chat. This is Sean from uh, Canton, Ohio, and uh, I have a question that you might want to go into more depth later, depending on how things turn out. But uh, wh- what do you think can happen with Stargate? What can they do with it if, if for some reason, the universe never comes back? It doesn't get picked up by another network. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't get books, or even if it does. What what can they do for a new series? What what is there left that they can do? I mean, the humans of of Earth have basically become one of the most powerful species, if not the most, um, other than ascended beings and things like that. So, I mean, they've assimilated everything as far as technology goes from other species. What 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 is there left for Stargate to do? I I'm very curious to to know your thoughts on that because. I think that was a problem with Star Trek is after Deep Space Nine ended and after Voyager ended, it seemed like they didn't really have anywhere to go. So, uh, I mean, they'd, they'd already re- redone everything in a new new part of the galaxy with new species with Voyager and all that. And uh, Yeah, I don't know where Stargate can go now, really. Sean, this is a great email for us to go out on. Very sort of thoughtful questions. What is there left for Stargate to do? Where does it have to go? And it reminds me of something else that Joe has said on his blog recently, which is that the plan that they had for SGU, the sort of big finale for the series, it would be hard to top that uh, in a fourth Stargate series. Uh, Now, I think the Stargate idea is sort of an evergreen idea, and there's always going to be stories that can be told in this universe. And I don't know if Brad wants to do a fourth series. Um, Maybe it's going to be him. Maybe it's going to be somebody else. It's going to come in. Uh, maybe it's going to be next year. Maybe it's going to be 10 years from now. But at some point, somebody's going to have another great idea uh, of a way to tell stories using the Stargate. Uh, it's a great question. Where do we go next if Earth is sort of super powerful and, and advanced? And, you know, we've taken care of the ghoul. We've taken care of the ORI. And the Wraith hopefully get taken care of one way or the other. What's left? Found yeah. the great secrets of the universe with destiny. Where do we go from here? I think the, the, the lingering thing is that the Stargate be revealed you know, at some point. I don't know if that's a, a worthy of a TV show. I think that would be kind of boring, but maybe not. I think the big thing that would, that, that would encompass would be politics, and I don't know how interesting that that would be. Yeah, well, we saw the episode 2010 from SG-1 Season 4. Yeah. Could you imagine a TV series? Yeah, look at how much adventure they were going on. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine a TV series that's set in that sort of, of scenario where the Stargate is, is uh, in a public space terminal being, being used for public travel to, to and from planets? The, the air marshal equivalent of, of, of Stargate officers, you know, going, protecting people in the wormhole, you know, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Air marshals. <laughs> air marshals don't have quite the, the same sexy attraction as uh, the U.S. Air Force, I think. Yeah, I think we either have to go forward and we have to give up the idea that, that uh, it has to be set in the present day. Uh, you know, it can still be us. It can still be relatable characters if it's set in the year 2050 or something. Either that or, you know, reveal the Stargate program. Maybe reveal the Stargate program and do like an anthology series. Brad has so much expertise coming off the Outer Limits. Uh, I'd, I'd really kind of be curious as to what a couple of seasons of an anthology series set in the Stargate universe would look like. Well, big, big thanks to everybody for your voicemails uh, this week and last week. Obviously, we're recording every other week now, so there's, uh, again, the voicemails piling up. We're going to try and get as much of it into these future shows as we can. We're just about ready to go back to weekly again. SGU is going to be starting on, again, on Monday, March 7th. So we're going to be back to weekly uh, episode discussions. 
Now, before we can get to that, though, we do still have to confess this problem that we have, that we can only record the podcast on the weekend. And so uh, it was nice to have, uh, you know, editing time on Sunday and get the podcast up as soon as possible on Monday uh, so that people could listen to our episode discussion before Tuesday's episode came around and aired. Uh, as much as I like SGU's move mm. to Monday, that kills one of our days. We still we're going to do the best we can. Sorry, guys. We're going to do the best we can. And we know how much of a bummer it is to see the next episode and then go and listen to a couple of guys talk like they haven't seen it yet. So we're going to do our best. We can only record on, on the weekends right now. So we're going to do our best to get it cranked out first thing on Monday mornings, hopefully. Uh, so that you have some time during the day, hopefully, on Monday that you can listen to the show. If you're really hardcore into hearing our conversation before you tune into the new episode. So, on Monday, March 7th, that'll be our next show. But, of course, uh, SG will not have aired yet. So, we'll be talking about Destiny's Cosmic Mission. We'll talk about the mission and uh, what we think is, is uh, still to come in Season 2 and what we hope, uh, where we hope that storyline goes. That's on March 7th. And then the following week, we'll be talking about Deliverance, which is episode number 211 of SGU. And then on March 21st, we'll be uh, talking about uh, an episode that I am looking forward to, Twin Destinies. That'll be Mm -hmm. podcast number 119, March 21st. Looking forward to that episode. That'll be a cool one. So we're back to weekly starting in March. The uh, PropWorks uh, second Stargate auction has just been announced to be on uh, Saturday, March the 19th. Oh, cool. I was so going to ask you about interested that. in any of those pieces, yeah, yeah, we, we just announced it on our website, March the 19th. Is there going to be a catalog for those items? It is, uh, you can order it now on uh, propworks.com. Cool. So, or stargateartifacts.com if you want to go to that specifically. We've got it or uh, we've got it out right now. They'll be shipping on the 28th of February. Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks everybody once again for all the voicemail for giving us uh, some fun stuff to listen to and to talk about. Thanks to Russell for editing this week's show once again. And if you, thank you. If you want to call and leave us a message on the podcast hotline, we'll try and get to it as quickly as we can in the old voicemail box. Uh, that number is 951-262-1647. You can call any time, day or night, or you can also email me a brief audio recording to webmaster at gateworld.net, and I will share that with Mr. David here. You can also uh, post something in the podcast feedback thread in GateWorld forum, and of course, uh, the ever-lovely show notes that Darren puts out every single week in the GateWorld news feed contains all the information that... Uh, each podcast has and there's a place to comment below definitely uh some some exciting stargate stuff coming up we've got 10 new episodes about to start we're hoping for word from mgm and and bridge studios about the future of stargate keep your browser on gateworld.net we're going to bring it all to you Uh, we've got episode coverage coming up and uh, we also have some new interviews that have been coming out so visit the site please check us out and from GateWorld, this is Darren. This is David. And we'll see you back here real soon for more of the GateWorld podcast.